The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to New Dimensions with your host, Rev. Nicholas Barrett. Our identities are not labels, identifying who we are to others. Rather, they are found in God's riches, His likeness and character. We can discover our true selves and live the way He has intended for us to live. Now, here is Rev. Nicholas Barrett. A very good morning to you, a very good Wednesday morning, the 16th. It is here Pacific time, about 8 a.m. the 16th of December. Wherever you are in the world, it could be evening where you are. Welcome. We've all, we're all joining the show, maybe for the 10th time, maybe for the first time. There's many other things we could be doing, but there's something that's divinely aligned for us to be here at this very moment in time. I've got a great show set up for us today. I'm excited about this. I'm always excited about giving messages. As I say, whether I reach one person or 10,000, the important thing is it's reaching exactly who it needs to reach at that moment in time. Before we get into the title, it's a great title. I may be speaking to people from all different circumstances and all different places, and you may be saying, well, this is just another day. What's going to be new about this dimension? And I just wanted to, to dispel that just another day theory. Every second, 4.45 people are born worldwide. And this translates to 267 people per minute, 384,000 per day are born. 384,000 people a day are born. It's just mind-boggling, which is about 140 million people a year, 140.4 million, and 56.7 million people die a year. So there really just dispels our, this is just another day theory. That is something that our routine and mundane skews. It's present there to steal us, really, and rob us of the joy that this day has been given. It's been given as a gift. It's been given as a, as a gift by God, and it passes by fast, passes by like a vapor. So just as we come, we one day go. But I just wanted to elucidate that, that whatever circumstance you are in, it's just a season. If you're in a setback, it's a setup. We need the existentiality of all the different things to, to actually know one compared to compare one to the other. Whether we need cold to have hot, light to have dark, smooth to have rough, evil to have good. So we need them all. So all things are working for your good, not just one of them, but you actually need all of them. And it's about not getting stuck with one of them being this way and that way, but using them to manifest yourself to the next level. So we want to break out of this. This is just another day. This is an important day because, as I say, those figures are mind-boggling. If we just think about that, 384,000 people per day are born and 156,000 die per day, per day. Coming back to the title of this show, I, I'm really excited about presenting this show. It's going to go countercultural, as a lot of my episodes do, because if we go cultural, we're going to get more of what we have. So we're not getting any change at all. I'll just be building a brand and, and trying to fortify to make right what, what isn't working. So the title of the show is Ego Will Rob You of Your Best. This is a human condition that's so prevalent in our society. We live in a world of building of self and a building of me. And we strive to add all our available human disfigurements with titles, accolades, and anything that can give us a feeling of being more valuable. We can strive this in more education, job promotions, money, and a hunger, a hunger really for acknowledgement of, and praise from other people. Words of praise are not of approval. This hunger is just insatiable. It drives us to be very self-centered a me-orientated, self-centered society. This is not just in LA where I'm speaking from. This is worldwide because I don't divide people really by country. I view them all as one. We have a spirit, which is in one, God. We have flesh. We have mind, spirit, body, and soul. So I 
commonalize that and, and speak to one person. I believe I can speak to one and speak to seven billion because we're all the same. It's not a, a societal thing. Certain societies have more prevalence to certain things, but the me and the ego is not dependent upon how much money the society has. It's dependent upon the condition of, of our outlook. It can make a very ugly, ugly society. It can make for a very ugly society. And I, I mean this not in a disrespectful way. I mean this in a very realistic way because if a fish, if everything in, in the world is working as one, which it is, when we're then operating in the ego, which is the I, the me, it's like a fish out of water. Even though we're doing it, there's a certain uncomfortability about it. And this is a message for somebody. Just because a lot of people are doing it, doesn't mean that it's the right thing to do or, or we should be doing it. Just because a lot of people are living this way doesn't mean we should be doing it or it, it's the best way for us to do it. And this message definitely was for somebody. And to how, I'll tell you how this all perpetuated. The illusion, ego is an illusion. It has come about from the societally conditioned mind. This is because our mind is an activity. We're not actually our mind. We're a spirit trapped up in this box, which is the body. So the mind is an activity which is dancing with our body in a constant state of flux. Every cell is in the process of dying to then make space for new cells. Each cell is performing about 100,000 activities every second, but knows how to adjust in tandem and harmonize with all these other cells. And the reason why I'm introducing cells in with the body is to get out of our mind box, we have to get into the place of being open to there is something greater than us that's put us here for a greater purpose, for a greater plan, but for a greater version of what we've trapped ourselves to be. How did it happen that there's 100,000 cells in an activity every second adjusting in perfect harmony? How did this all metamorphosize? So the contention is there is something greater than us, which what perpetuates ego in me is this us, is this feeling of me, of this feeling of isolation and oneness that's pulling. There isn't a me. We're a spirit and a shell, otherwise known as the body, which is having a human moment because we pass as a vapor. We pass time 80 years to God. 1,000 is a year. A, thousand is a, a year is a thousand. So it's a speck. When I think about how fast this year has gone, I'm sure a lot of you can relate. I'm, it's about 10 days away from Christmas, and I just basically unwrapped the Christmas gift from last year. But it's mind-boggling. So it is a vapor, a vapor that we've been conditioned in this conditioned mind. The ego is a myth. It's a myth. It's a society conditioned hallucination of the mind. We, as I say, we have no location. We're in God's image and likeness. And we're part of cosmic space. We all work as one. As we're a spirit, you know, we're eternal within a line of timeless space and time. So it's birth out of separation to God that we develop the me and we develop the ego. And this is the way we've let society mold us. And there'll always be this ballet between physical, which is carnal, and mental, which is spiritual which means there has to be some relationship, continued relationship with God to be aligned with how you were created. When I say that your ego will rob you of your best, destiny is often suffering and uncertain and not fully met because we've created the separation. Now, if he's the alpha, the omega, the beginning, the middle, and the end, well, if my plan is already written, why am I so stressed out on antidepressants? Why am I so angry in the car? Why do I scream and shout at the ones close to me? Because I've created a lot of these things that I'm trying to control. Control is basically trying to control things that you, you can't. It's coming again from the ego because love is the opposite to all these things. Love is the opposite to fear, to control, to ego. So if I'm not in my condition, in other words, if I'm a fish not swimming in the water, which is relating to human being, not in my spirit being, but I've developed this carnal being, then I'll have a lot of all of this. In other words, all of the world's suffering is born out of this ego. 
And it's something that we've been conditioned to, and many of us are walking around blind to it. But this is why we're uncomfortable. This is why we're uncomfortable when someone wants to come in front of us in a car. This is why we're uncomfortable in a line, in a, in a coffee line. I mean, I see it. I, I observe these things. People are looking, and, and someone's ordering several orders, and they're stutting, and they're moving, and they're getting more antsy. This is all coming from a place of me, ego. Get out of my way. Why are you here? I've got to get to my meeting. I've got to do this. This destroys, destroys relationships, destroys business, destroys marriages, because we have to prove ourselves right. And this is, again, a message for somebody. What's more important to nurture and build the foundation of a good relationship, or be right. Think about that now. What's more important to build and nurture a healthy relationship will have to be right. All of these things are born out of the pain body. All of these things are born out of the ego, which is something that's created all of this separation, all of this anxiety, all of this need, all of this limitation, all of this stress, uh, all of this pain, all of this segregation and all of the problems, many of the problems that we're having. I want to get my, my right mind back, the one I was born with, my God mind back. We're about to go on a break, but I, I will challenge you with this. Be in this world, but be transformed by the renewing of the mind so that you can do good and pleasing to God. In other words, what it means is he knows we're in this world. He knows our mind is tormented. He knows maybe we're on Prozac or we're depressed or we're going through a season. We feel like ending things. But at the same time, be in this world, which doesn't mean denial, but be transformed. So don't plug into Channel 5 Media News. Don't plug in sometimes to your friends. Seek wise counsel. I may ask a friend, uh, and I don't ask friends advice unless, unless I know that they're not just ministry friends, I ask friends who I know are following a path of improvement, then they're giving me an answer that's not based upon their ego, on things that have gone wrong in their life and their limitations. And this message is for somebody too. Don't seek counsel from someone who will limit you through their limitations, which is ego and me based. We're about to take a break. I love you guys, and I'm looking forward to coming back for the second segment. Thank you. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Where can you listen to some of the world's top life coaches ready to share success tips and entrepreneurial guidance? The Voice America Empowerment Channel will do just that. Hear about personal growth, building a better business, inspirational life stories, and personal branding. You'll find it every day at voiceamericaempowerment.com. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. How do you define work? Is it that mundane Monday through Friday place that seems to be sucking a third of your life out of you? Or have you made it a place of personal fulfillment, achievement, and purpose? If you are looking to make your work life the latter, tune in to Working on Purpose with Elise Cortez. There are all kinds of inspiring work life stories told by people who have made work something to look forward to every day. Working on Purpose can be heard every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are tuned in to New Dimensions. To reach Reverend Nicholas or his guest today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to nbarrett28 at yahoo.com. Now, back to New Dimensions. Welcome back to the second segment. I hope you all enjoyed a great break. I just want to tell you how honored I am to, to speak to and present this to you, that you've chosen to spend some time here. Hopefully, these things are planting seeds. Nothing is automatic. A seed will, will grow, and a seed will bring the ability to, to see change, a vision strong enough today to impact your future. So nothing is automatic. We can't switch from 
one program to another, but having said that, we can develop a way of thinking that will challenge our current life. I'm here to ch- really to, to help change you, to inspire you to want to change, but also that's going to impact, if it's one person that changes, then your immediate family and people around you, that's thousands of people. One person could be responsible for a thousand people, 10 people can be 10,000 people, a hundred people can be a million people. So that's how it grows. And I don't want you to think, well, I'm just by myself. How am I going to change? Hey, Jesus was one man and he changed through what he did. It's about becoming uncomfortable, but also challenging the current way of living. And the current way of living is we've accepted something as being right, but we're in pain and we've got a lot of struggles around the world. I'm not going to go through all those that's on other episodes, but I'm going to zone in on this E and me, but all this I and me is, is, is really a source of developing. If we're seeking to get more, sometimes we walk over people to get to that more. And that matches again for somebody. Sometimes we're craving something that even if we have a wife, we will forget about that and focus on our carnal I, E, ego, what we want, and not even think about what we need to do. And this message is for somebody. Sometimes in life, we need to do what we need to do, not what we want to do. And I'll repeat that. Sometimes in life, and I'll change the, the order of that because it'll sound better to you. Sometimes in life, we need to do what we need to do, not what we want to do. But the ego is perpetuating the wants. Now, if we're in the universe, we need to do this. We need to treat others. We're told, love your brother and sister the way I love you. So, in other words, if we have the, the spirit love, which we're, we're born in love before of all, all the things in life, weakened it or battered it down. That's why we need to renew the mind. We can function in the way we were designed. This goes into this next stage. Who am I? Are we having an identity crisis with the ego or the I? Not having a true identity. Who am I? Why am I here? There isn't, okay, just to get into that, there is a plan and purpose. That's why you're here. But there isn't a me as we're, as I say, a spirit in a container. But being dependent upon the scene, which is all impermanent, perpetuates the ego because you're trying to control and stress and the idea of getting more is getting better in actual fact those that are more that see more and have less are more blessed so i can be living in a 12-room mansion next to a guy in a one-bedroom home and i could be living in a fear poverty mentality because i'm stressed I'm, i'm this ego i need to get more and beat other people and all these things that stem from the ego or i could be the one living in a one bedroom house thinking you know what i'm supplied I've got a good relationship with God. I've got a house, clean sheets. I pay all my bills and I'm eating every day and I have clean clothes to wear. So wealth in effect is going countercultural because if I have $10 million, but I'm looking at somebody with 20, I'm in poverty. But if I'm, I have $1,000 and I look at half the world that aren't drinking, you know, 40% of people are not, have no running water. And, but I'm also paying my bills that could in turn make me wealthy. And that message is again uh, for somebody. The illusion of more cars, titles, houses, relationships, and things are all societally conditioned. And I'm not saying it's bad to have those, but when our well-being and our value is dependent upon the increasing of those, that is rather scary because it can never satiate. It can never satiate you. It's like swimming to a shoreline that constantly outreaches us. Your strokes are getting more and more desperate. You're waving your arms and the shoreline, it doesn't come. It's, it's, it's an illusion. It's a smoke and a mirror, a smoke and a mirror. The fear of losing control, the insecurity, which is birth out of ego. The reality is we have no control. As much as I have a, a good, relate, close relationship with God, it's, it's in his hands. But at the same time, if I know he made me with... 100,000 cells, as we talked about, that are dancing and changing every second, then to put that much care into something, again, that's a mind-boggling thing, to put that much care into something and to have 400,000 varieties of flowers, 9,956 varieties of birds, that's no joke. Uh, To do that 
he, he was serious about what he was doing. So I know the plan. I know the plan is good. And faith is, is the promise of substance of things promised and not yet seen. But the scene is already becoming manifest because as we started the show, we've already manifest 22 minutes. So we're putting our faith in something. Otherwise, we would not have got through these 22 minutes. So all of you have a faith, but some people put faith in the wrong things. They put faith in seeing things, which is, and it becomes an addiction because I'm craving to get all the things of the ego and the mind. So it's a really a societal disease. But if we stay in this state, oftentimes it becomes a lifelong struggle, a lifelong struggle to gain control. We have to break free of this perpetual struggle to, of controlling situations or people around us or relationships. This could be um, a message for somebody too. If you're married to somebody or if you're in a relationship and it's about control, forget it. You're not losing, you're building. It doesn't, you don't have to be right or wrong. There is no right or wrong. There's just an opinion. How about if we challenge the mind that way? I don't challenge people's opinions. I just give them the opinion that I've been, either been given through God or the opinion I've had through, through constantly being trained through mistakes. The best way to, to, to learn is from mistakes. The best way to save time is to learn through other people's mistakes. Uh, you know, I've made many mistakes. But one of the reasons why I'm on this show, it's been prepared, as I say, for four decades of living, is because I was prepared to do this through my mistakes. And this message is for somebody. Some of us need to praise God in the valley, in the wasteland, before we get to the promised land, because it's carving out. It's carving out. I was in this dogma, if you like, for, for like 15 years, this, this, this craving of more, craving of more, craving of more. And I know and I know now, having walked through there, there was a reason. So I can elucidate people in areas that I've walked through. So if you're not happy now and you're feeling bad, you're in a depression, you're on drugs, whatever you're on, addicted to, as I say, it, it's a season. But at the same time, it's not about getting the more of. It's about changing your internal mechanism, your internal functions, um, to building your faith up in, in different things, building your faith up in a solid platform and realizing these things are temporal. No matter how many diamonds, you know, thieves can steal, moths can destroy. It's nothing. It's completely out of our hands. I'm always thinking of different, uh, different stories and my mind is, is very active. As I say, God puts things on my heart in, in many places. I have exchanges with people. They ask me, why are you calm, why are you so relaxed, or I feel better when I'm around you. And I say, look, it's all glory to God. But, and I'll give you uh, an example. Last Christmas, I, I went to London. I, I go sometimes visit there for about five days. My parents you know, died tragically in accidents, separate situations. But I go back to visit my brother. So I checked into Heathrow Airport. Checked in. I was lucky enough to have a seat in the front of the plane. And I said, here's my seat. I booked this eight months ago. The lady at the check-in said, well, we've sold your seat. I said, oh, I booked this seat about eight months ago, seat A1. And the lady said, well, 10 minutes ago, we sold it. There are no more seats available on this plane. So the choice I was given is to fly. Another plane was leaving in several hours to fly to San Francisco, land at midnight and drive about 600 miles back to Los Angeles sort of all night long. And the other choice was, well, you can sit in the lounge for six hours and then get on a plane. Another carrier in another, in, not in the front of the plane, but in the middle of the plane. I said to the lady, okay, it's strange why you've sold the seat. I'll take the next flight, the one six hours from now. And I used that time to write part of a book I've just finished that's coming out next year. It's called Get Out of Mind Jail. But I had got into a dialogue with these people at the check at the counter. There's a reason for this message. And, and they said, well, it's very strange. You're not shouting or swearing or screaming. She goes, most people in first class are shouting, screaming and swearing. I said, this is what I do for a living. You know, I'm a psychologist. I'm a speaker. I write books. And I said, hey, you know what? We own nothing. We have temporality. The space that we're in, we don't even own because when we leave that it creates a void. We're no longer there. So I started talking to them about God and how I've made transitions, and they were really interested. So we had this long, 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 long conversation. But that was a circumstance that I could have gone either way. I could even gone back to how I was, which was about 10 years ago. This is my space. How dare you sell it? I bought this eight months ago, and boom, even though I got a special 
upgrade on it, it was still, it could have been thought of as my seat. This could have destroyed my entire trip. If I was married, destroyed the environment with my wife and children, if I was a married man. But, but what I'm trying to say is, I, you realize that, you, you know what, we have nothing. We're gone to dust, we leave to dust. We come from dust, we go to dust. But the message behind this is, if one of you is somebody listening, it could be a one person or 10,000. If you're listening to this, let it go. Let it go, this message of somebody. If you're trying to control and hold on to something, let it go because if it's not going to be yours anyway, it's not designed and written for you, and it will make a, a blessing. The blessing for this was I'm actually going back this year. I'm flying in the front of the plane, but I got a 75% discount because I got so much mileage that I'm paying the economy fare for, the, for, the, for getting a much better seat. So th- there's a blessing in all of this. But we have to align ourselves to know that just because we're doing it, in other words, living the way the world's living in ego and fear and I, 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 doesn't mean it's the way to do it. We need to separate ourselves from the conditioned mind because it's the source of your problems, the source of many of the world's problems. And the goal of anybody on a spiritual journey is to become unattached to the world, finding their true value and identity in the one that gave it, God. So we're about to take a break. Looking forward to speaking to you again in the next segment. Thank you so much. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. When is the last time you saw sparkles of life in your day? Each day holds a treasure, the extra in the ordinary. It is too easy to miss them because they're familiar and we take them for granted. If you want to add sparkle to your day, listen to Mighty Gems, spotlighting everyday jewels with Dee Lee. She offers a new way to view the world and to discover your own Mighty Gems in daily life. Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Are you happy in your life or are you just settling? It's time to speak out, take control of your existence, and let your life speak. Bart Queen is the host of A Hero's Journey. His personal goal is to help you find your voice, use that voice, and live the life that you deserve to live. Do more, be more, and give more. Tune in to A Hero's Journey on the Voice America Empowerment Channel, live every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. You owe it to yourself to tune in and make your voice count. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to New Dimensions. To reach Reverend Nicholas or his guest today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to nbarrett28 at yahoo.com. Now, back to New Dimensions. So welcome back. Um, getting back to the mind, if, I, if I'm doing something and I don't feel good, how do I break out of it, you may be asking. Well, fear of death, denying, or to be affected in any way by a final event, this is, is in the separated or conditioned mind that is the source of your problem. So just to explain this, when you were born, you were born as a seed, you came out of the womb, you were born clear. Your mind was clear of, of any experience, any disappointment, any setback. So a lot of the way we're operating today has been conditioned and we're operating through the precranials that is the conscious mind, the analytical mind, and the limbic, which is the emotional mind, triggers to things around us. So a lot of things get triggered by ego, by pride. All of these behaviors that create a angst, or a reaction in us is coming from ego because the separate of love is reactionary. So it's in your separated state that the ego becomes most manifest. But how do I rid myself of that? And that's to return back to how I was made before all these things happen. But 
a lot of these things didn't happen to you. We've taken offense to a lot of things that have created the competitive side to us, the side to need to beat, the side to get right, the side that someone may be taking things, this message for somebody, the side that someone's taken my space in a parking structure, someone's in front of me in a line getting their coffee, all of these things are created by our conditioned mind, which is the limbic, in many ways, the limbic mind controlling it. So to break this down, the goal of any person on a spiritual journey, and I'm assuming because you're on this channel, it's not about staying in the same dimension. It's about going to the new dimension. If I spoke for an hour about what's going on in the world, we would be leaving neurotic and we would be leaving really tired without any plan and purpose of how we're going to move forward. So we're moving away and we're going countercultural. The solution is not focusing at the world. That, that is another message. The solution is not focusing on your problems or focusing on the world. We can't get relief in our spiritual problems because we're spiritual, right? We're not carnal. We're spiritual through doing worldly things. You know, but very simply, if I've got a coffee stain, if, I, if, I'm, if I'm putting more coffee in it, I'm going to get a bigger stain. But in many ways, that's what we're doing. As I say, the tragedy is not that we die. And this message again is for somebody, but it takes us so long to live. And I'll repeat that. The tragedy is not that we die, but it takes us so long to live. And an old guy said to me the other day, he was in his 80s. He said, you know, I have about five or six friends. They're all in their 80s and they've lived about four years. And (laughs) I said, yes, that is very sad. You can have three, four people of 80, which is 320 years. And collectively, they've only lived 16 years. That's because Living in this ego and I, it's going to get you second best. Your best is second. God's best for you is first best because it's going to alleviate a lot of these problems, a lot of these psychological problems with beating and going to interviews. And I hope I get it. I hope I. Not about beating. Your, your story's been written from the start to the middle to the end. What's happening is happening. What will be will be, but I need to get comfortable between the now and the be. The B is we know we end up eventually going back to spirit. We're comfortable with the ending once we get our heads around the end, but we're not really comfortable about the middle, which is living. But the idea, what I'm trying to get hold of now for you, is to get you comfortable with the, with the now, with the constant revolving spaceless time of now that's moving with nothing else changing other than your behavior around that. And I'll repeat that. The constant, timeless, spaceless travel of the now, which is always the same, the only difference is your activity of your thoughts and actions are constantly moving around that now. So the goal is to, is, is to become unattached to the world through finding your value and identifying who you were created to be. And in the Bible, it talks about... Um, Matthew, I believe it's in Matthew, it talks about the flowers of the field are more beautiful than Solomon's cloaks. The birds that fly, you never see them quivering. They're perfectly balanced. They fly free of all of these things. To put that in, paraphrase it into my life is, I must concern myself less with my looks and my image and things I put on because those things do not compare to how I was created. And I said this in another show, an adult has about 100,000 miles of, uh, between 60 and 100,000 miles of arteries in their body, and that would wrap around the world two and a half times. So how brilliant are you? You are a masterpiece and you're way greater, and this message again is for somebody. The trapping of the ego who's telling you you're not enough is preventing you from getting to your destiny. Never swap the company of your mind for destiny for destiny purposes. And that message is for somebody. Never swap the company of your mind because we know that's not going to give you the best for what there's waiting for you. But many times you'll never know because your mind will stop you from doing it. So the ego is actually working against you, not for you. It's keeping you in fear of death and you want to be in control and all the things unseen in our ego encompass that fear. Because we want to see it, because we want to control it, but you can't see it, see it because it's unseen, but you can have faith that it will work for you. So we have to put our faith in basically into something different. If the faith is not in God, then our faith has to be put back into him because we've been created through him. And I tell people who have come to me and they say, look, Nick, I'm an atheist. I say, look, I'm not judging anybody. 
um, you've put your belief in something because how could you be strongly saying you are uh, you are an atheist if if there wasn't the, the existentiality of something else? If something else didn't exist, how would you know so vehemently to put it into something? So we are we we're, we're all we all have a faith. We all have a faith, but the question is, if you're not feeling great nearly all the time, it means your focus is on the wrong thing. So maybe if you have atheist views, maybe, maybe if you're not completely happy, maybe try something different. Maybe try something different because after all, words bring death or life. So in order to make a 180 degree turn, does every single character in the Bible has been, they've been accessed, they've been had an opening. There's been a, a time in their lives that they have had something that's triggered them to make a change to go from a murderer, to go from a prostitute, to go for a rapist or whatever you've done, they've done, there's been a time that's been triggered to make a change. And I always tell you, there has to be something now in order to make a change, to go to something else. So the existentiality of all the separate different entities, belief or lack of belief or evil and dark, light and dark, warm and hot, they're actually working for you because sometimes our disbelief is what's going to give us the belief. And that's messages for somebody too. Sometimes your disbelief will be something that gives you your belief. So I challenge those thoughts just to try and maybe trigger a light that could bring you to springboard into something that might make you feel good or make you align. Because when you are aligned, guess what? You are feeling good. The questions I, I pose to us really today is, do we want a better life? Does stress get us down? Do you feel like your life is too much? And are you ready to be more content and relaxed? Are you ready to go to the next level? In removing away from ego and I, God has infinite possibilities that are omnipresent. You become a state of creativity because you're no longer trapped by trying to beat or be in the ego and you find new layers and dimensions of yourself transcending the time and space that you've put yourself in. You're no longer trapped by illusionary human perceptions. And I'll repeat that again. You're no longer trapped by human illusionary perceptions. This is really something that is, when you even listen to it, it's, it's something that can be life-changing. I'm no longer trapped by my human illusionary perceptions. But I'm going to reference a story now. I, b- I believe it goes back in Genesis. It's about two brothers. It's about two brothers, Jacob and Esau. They were the sons of Isaac and Rebekah. They were twins, the first mentioned twins. Even before they were born, there was this struggle in the womb because when two separate entities, two lives are struggling for birth, you may have maybe people listening to this that have had twins or even triplets. They were born in this, in, in this, in this struggle in the womb they grew up very different. You know, Jacob was quiet. Um, he stayed among, the, among tents. Esau was a skillful hunter, a man of the country, flamboyant. Um, he, obviously, he took on board his father's favoritism in a way. Sometimes, and this message, again, is for somebody. Sometimes the children we have that have the personality or the abilities that we didn't have, we make them our favorites because we see something that they have that we don't have, or it can work the other way around. Sometimes if we see someone like us, it can also make them the favorites. Basically, the the story is Esau returned from hunting one day, and he got some lentil stew from Jacob. Jacob was cooking lentil stew. He was quiet. He was fair-haired. So he offered his brother some lentil stew in exchange for his birthright, because Esau possessed as the older son, even though there were twins, he was born a little bit before, he possessed in those days a double portion of his father's inheritance. So really the moral of this story is how much do we want something that we will put somebody else, even someone in our families, at risk to get that? How much do we want something, and this message could be for somebody, that will put us at risk to get that? Because in that moment in time, Esau put his human knee right? His carnal ego needs over the needs of God. He put those over because sometimes in life, we will, we will take a risk. Sometimes, sometimes if, if we're married, we will take on a text message and it will become an affair. And this message again is for somebody. Because what happens is the ego and the mind and the eye takes over. This is how dangerous this is. So they were both 
born fathers for two nations. So Esau at that point put his carnal needs ahead of his brothers, ahead of everything else. And at the end of the day, what really happened at uh, the end of the story is years later, uh, they reconciled, but Jacob continued the Abrahamic line and Esau was excluded. So sometimes what we're, and this message again is for somebody on this segment, if we're getting initially the gold, sometimes we're getting the loss. Sometimes we could be getting in our carnal human uh, ego element, we could be getting the deal or getting the, um, the girl or getting the car or getting the extra money the restaurant gave us by accident. They gave us a $100 bill. Think thought we gave them a $100 bill, not a 10, but we walked out with the change. We're getting the prize initially, but that's going to sting and bite us and be our loss at the end. So again, challenge people just to think about what I've just said. Looking forward to the next segment. We're going to have a great time. See you soon. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you ready for a health, life, and empowerment show in one? Then be sure to listen every week for Living Well with Ann Beal. Ann takes her long-running TV show to the Internet Talk Radio Airwaves with guest experts and insight designed to help you live a healthy and successful life. By hearing from the experts and those who have found success, our goal is that you too will be motivated to do the same. Living Well with Ann Beal can be heard every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Do you have complete control over your thoughts and your life? It seems like we do, but there are always outside forces that are wreaking havoc with that control. How do we get our thoughts back on track, so to speak? Listen for help. My thoughts are holding me hostage with Dr. Jeffrey Fannin. When you command the power of thought, you can achieve or have whatever you want. Make the laws of the universe work for you. Tune in every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are tuned in to New Dimensions. To reach Reverend Nicholas or his guest today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to nbarrett28 at yahoo.com. Now, back to New Dimensions. Hello, we start the final segment. The final segment is always the beginning of something else because when we finish something, we're starting another. So hopefully we're planting seeds this morning that are really challenging. And we're not religious people. We're people born in one likeness, 6.97 billion people. We're talking about having a better life, not religiosity. A better life means I'm aligned with my creator. I'm aligned with my plan and purpose, but I'm coexisting with others around me in a much more fruitful way. I'm not trying to tear down because when we're tearing down, again, coming back to the title of the show, ego uh, or pride, whatever you want to call that, the, the illusion of me, we're actually breaking down. We're, we're breaking down wildlife. We're breaking down sometimes our marriages. We're breaking down our families. But when we're building in love, it doesn't matter what color or part of the world we are. And this is the commonality. I'm talking to a heart now. Even if I'm talking to 7 billion people at one time, it doesn't matter because we all have a commonality. You may speak a different language. You may need a, an interpreter to understand what I'm saying. But I, with the interpreter, you would understand because we're speaking the language of getting to a new dimension, getting to a better place in life. And this is why I love doing the show because I'm, I don't know which parts of the world I'm accessing right now. God knows because he'll put the right people in the time they need to hear it. We've been going on this journey about if we f don't feel great, we're focusing on the wrong things, but how do you do it? How do you do it? I can hear a lot of people saying, thinking that. Of course, number one is 
connect to source, connect to God. If I'm an iPhone and I want to plug, in, in, my battery is going flat. In other words, I've been in a day using the phone, living in this world, getting burnt out from negativity and the striving and the struggle. Then I need to find a plug to plug the phone in to recharge my battery. So some of us need to plug into not the news media. We need to plug into God. So again, connect to God. Two, music and stillness, because we have about 60,000 thoughts a day, approximately. I've got to slow my brain down, too. Sometimes it's like a turbocharger. We're just flying by. It's like a train going past stations at 120. You see a blur, and a lot of us see that blur. Even in conversations with people, we only get probably 5% of what they've said because our mind is thinking about picking the kids up from school or how are we going to pay this week's rent or did I – put the, the, the soup off the stove when I left the house? Did I take the dog out for a walk? But music and stillness will give us the ability to see objects. And I, I spoke about this in a couple of episodes ago. If I'm sitting in a room like I am now, I'm sitting in, a, in kind of like a studio, a boardroom. If I see chairs and I see pens and I see cups and I see paintings and lights and carpets and sockets and switches... What that does begins to slow my mind down. So I'm then bringing it down from the conditioned mind because the moment we get up, we're spinning like a top in our expedience because we're caught up in this. I'm calling it, uh, let's call it the modern word. What is it? The rat race? It's the ego race, of course. Birds aren't, you know, are not doing that. That's not how we were created. We weren't created even to think about good or bad. We were thinking about just to be in a state of being. In the beginning, Genesis 1, 1, there was God, then the word was God, and boom, created all things. So he's, he's done it. He's already created it, and he's ascended. So there's this idea of going to a new dimension is ascending to be up at his right hand, which means that I'm no longer striving because I know my home is here. It's like going to Starbucks and you have a reserved parking bay, John or Sally, when you leave the house, you're going to be super cool. If the phone rings or you need a text message, you'll be saying, well, my spot's there. So these are things that when we shift our perception, it changes the way we feel. That is how you slow it down. Listen to music that's not went into a store yesterday and every word was expletive and the energy of this music was just about kill, kill, kill. Because words do two things. They either bring life or death. And the Bible, as I say, it's words. Everything is words. The knowledge can either be through reading or hearing. There is no other way of assimilating. We can see, but to get a deeper understanding, there's, there's, there has to be a communication, a cognitive communication. Gain a better ex understanding. Nothing exists by itself. Are all things a part of the cosmic universal creation? Each stone has a ripple. Every bird that flies creates a convection and a vapor through the sky, through the air. All of our thoughts seed something that will fruit in in this season or in a future season, a lot of the things in this message, again, is for somebody, the chair you're sitting in now, which means your circumstance, a lot of this has been seeded by things you have done behind you. And some of those things haven't brought you the best. So we need to change our thoughts very simply to change our way of living. This message is something. Good seeds will bring you good fruit. Bad seeds, not so good a fruit. So <laughs> good thoughts... And good actions will bring us better things in the future. Ones that are not so good, and coming back to that story of um, Jacob and Esau, yes, I'm getting the, the gold right now. I'm shining, but you know what? In a couple of years' time, I might be losing my family. Or I, I might, you know, again, this message is for somebody. So we need to gain an awareness that our thoughts are not ours, but they're recycled from our childhood exposure Coming to get real deep now, childhood exposure, education, media, and society. So if you have a negative thought, very simply challenge it. I can't do this. And who says? I'm fat. Who says? I'm ugly. Who says? So challenge your thoughts because he says you're a masterpiece. He says he has a victory already lined up for you because I've overcome the world. Put your fears in me. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. Mount up on wings. My word penetrates bone and marrow. So, again, 
I have the, the Jeremiah, I have plans for you to not to harm you, but to prosper you. So you must count the voice of the dissenter, because very often your dissenter is the coming from the ego and from the me, because that will also bring you down because you're judging all the time based upon that. I'm only not I'm not judging out of love or out of spirit. Remember, I'm judging out of my carnality. But that's not bringing me the best because it's destroying my relationships, my wife, my life, my business, my colleagues around me. I feel like uh, I'm exploding every day. So this again messages for somebody. Our subconscious thoughts have been created from past collective conditioning. So the more we practice awareness, the more present we can become and the more we can connect to God. It takes presence to connect to God. It's a state of being, a place where we gain full power because we're fully aligned with God and his master plan for my life. Very simply, if I put my GPS and I'm not going on the, on the track, the, the person, the, usually a lady these days on the GPS, you need to reroute, you need to reroute. Well, that's God telling you, I'll bring you a circumstance or I'll bring you a challenge. It's not smooth, very simply, because you're not aligned. When you're aligned, you'll be flourishing, you'll be energetic, you'll be motivated, you'll be creative. You'll, all your abilities will be to their maximum. All your abilities to be a maximum. Because when you're in a state of being, you're in a state of pure joy. So the way out of all of this is really it's, it's aligned with creation. As long as you see yourself as a person, you remain bound to the world as you'll see people. The moment you see yourself as a spirit, you'll be freed and full of potential. You'll be full of your joy as energy because you'll no longer be in that bondage. You'll be free to live the way that God originally intended for you to live. The ego is what's holding you down. We're about to run out of time very soon, but I just want to close, close with something that's just to encourage you. When we get to a place of adding, right, all of our human adornments, more education, cars, stocks, arts, all the things of this world, we get tired because seemingly we have less. We're just chasing, chasing vanity and temporality. So treasures in heaven, as we swim to the shoreline, we no longer need to struggle. God's hand's been there all along at the shoreline waiting to give you water of life but we've been kidding ourselves and taking the water, salt water. We've been getting more, but needing more. So my closing thought really is this. Be confident that all that's been started in you, because you're all created perfectly, your plan will see its day of completion until the end. So it's been great connecting with you. I hope I've challenged you. Let's go to the next level. Love you much. God bless. Take care. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of New Dimensions. Please join Reverend Nicholas Barrett again next Wednesday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a blessed week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.